Welcome to the Four Color Chat Show for September the 19th, 2018. A show discussing the current events in the comic culture that you can participate in. You are our guest. I am Deacon alongside JJW this evening. Hello, sir. Hey, hey everybody. Deacon. Such a big week this week. Massive trailer drop, some other crazy stuff. Very excited no. to, to, to have this episode. Let's uh, uh, let's get started. With first and foremost, we want to uh, thank the folks in the uh, in the peanut gallery tonight. Hope to hear from you guys. There's uh, there's several in there, and uh, several of our uh, our folks that you hear from weekly. So we're glad that you guys are here. And if you've never spoke up on the show, feel free to hit that push to talk button in our Discord server and uh, join us. Uh, talk about tell us that we're wrong disagree with us agree with us uh, just just join us we want to hear from you and if you're not in our discord server be sure and stop by it's discord.gg slash umcoc join the four color chat show you can text to talk if you don't want to speak uh, we still try to uh keep uh keep up up to date with uh, everything that's going on in the uh, text channel and the chat channel as well yeah if you're if you're not a uh if you're not if you haven't listened to the show before and you haven't participated before the the idea here is that our guests are involved so you when you come here to the show you will have an opportunity to uh to to push to talk and speak up and join the conversation and if you think some if you think we're wrong on an issue or if you have a different opinion please let us know we want to have a conversation absolutely and since we had some big trailers come out this week uh, I think we should start with movies and uh, the big one that dropped that everybody was I've seen mixed reviews on this so far JJ is the yeah. Captain America trailer Captain America Captain good Marvel question. trailer you mean Captain Whatever. Marvel. yeah 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 Honestly, I, I feel pretty conflicted about this too all right I thought, so let me tell you I, I liked it I liked it because um, it's a period piece. Yes, it's in the 90s. It's establishing oh, yeah. certain things. I, I, I think that we're going to see, um, it seems like we're going to see why Nick Fury got into the Avengers initiative and stuff as heavily as he did. Um, it seems like that she was maybe a catalyst of it. Uh, the big thing that I was excited about, and you've seen it just for a second, was you saw the scrolls on the yeah, beach there. That looks pretty oh. cool. Man, they do. They look cool. I've always been a big fan of the scrolls. I love the scroll storyline in the comics. And I really think this has been a big rumor that this is what the phase two of the whole Marvel, you know, movie series is going to be about. It's going to focus on the scrolls. Well, okay, so this is the first trailer for Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel doesn't come out until 2019. I think it comes out like in March right. or something like that. Early 2019, March, but it's still months out. Um, this is the first trailer. And there's a lot of good stuff in this, but it didn't have, I felt it didn't have a lot of heart. I felt like there was a little bit of 1990s nostalgia. I mean, she smashed through a blockbuster video. Yeah, so that like, was cool. right. Right there is setting up like, oh, that's a little bit of a joke at blockbuster. But also, you know, it's setting the, the, the tone that the era is not modern. It's in the 90s, which is, you know, perhaps the, the greatest decade in human history. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Right. But, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, there's, I mean, this badass woman that can fall from space and fall right into a floor and, you know, get up and dust yourself off. And I mean, 
she looks strong and tough and all of that, but I just didn't get any, I didn't get any like amazement. You know, I didn't get any like, Oh my God, I can't wait for that to happen. I just, eh, eh. what, what about everybody else? Yeah. Anybody else have any opinions about Captain Marvel trailer? Uh, silver here. Yeah. I thought it was enjoyable. It had a lot of nostalgia and there were some parts in it. Like that. I questioned like, Oh, Hey, why did she punch that old lady? Or why didn't we see the why didn't we see the scrolls a lot? We seen that one scroll on the beach, which I liked. I did. I've been waiting for the scrolls for a long time. And main reason I'm excited for it is because we get to see Ronan before he went mad with power. Yeah, they, I don't think Ronan was in this uh, trailer. If he yeah, was, I didn't see him. A quick scene of him standing his back. Oh. It was real quick because I you remember get, thinking, "Oh, there's Ronan." You get like a half second close up of Jude Law as the original Marvel. Now there's a rumor that he's not Marvel. Is he? Oh, really? My understanding yes, is I'm, that he's he may not be Captain Marvel, but he's the character. I think he's the character Marvel. Okay. All right, yeah, because in that scene, he does have different looking eyes. So I yeah. didn't know if he was or not, and some folks were saying, well, maybe he's not. And uh, there was the cool scene of of her in the suit with the mohawk hair. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I, I did think up. it looked pretty awesome for her to have the full face mask. Now, I don't want her wearing yeah. that the whole the whole movie, but do I want to see mohawk, mohawk hat? Yes, I want to see mohawk hat. I have to hand it to these guys in in all aspects of these of movies and TV show and in making these of their homage to some of the older outfits that these characters wear. I loved in Luke Cage when he broke out and he had the metal cuffs and he looked like old school 70s Luke Cage for a second and I was like thank you, you know, hats off for that little piece right there. He doesn't have to wear it all the time, but just a hint yeah. at it like in this is, it, I really like that. You got to pay the fan service bill. It's just $1. Right. You give them one shot and the fans go, Oh hell yeah. And then we, <laughs> and then we move on and we have a good movie, but I mean, yeah, that Luke Cage scene is, is, is keynote and Captain Marvel Mohawk is just, a, just one scene. That's all you need. And it's going to be amazing. Yep. Hopefully yeah. the movie is good, but at the first trailer, I would say I'm only I'm only like warm on the first trailer. I am not excited. When and and can contrast that with maybe if you can remember the first trailer you saw for Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like oh, I yeah. can't wait for this movie to come out. So and and folks were talking in Discord today about I'm going to skip this one. This one really didn't uh, mean a lot. I think they messed up by putting it in between three and four, and I don't think so. I think it's strategically placed. This Disney is not one of these people to go, oh, whoops. You know, the, everything they do is very meticulous, and she's setting up. I, I really think there's going to be something that's going to play a huge part in in Avengers four. I mean, not only her, yeah. but some else from this movie and like i said it's i think it's establishing the scrolls for phase two because the scrolls are shapeshifters they've been on this planet forever they've infiltrated everything and this has a multitude of stories that can come out of this you know i'm uh, the scrolls the scrolls angle is interesting and uh and and the reason i think that is is this um i we know that Avengers four is going to, you know, reverse whatever happened in infinity war. And we know that Hydra was infiltrated into shield back in the nineties when captain Marvel was there. And we know that the scrolls are in this captain Marvel movie. 
but wouldn't it be cool if the scrolls in this movie undermine some of the other 20 Marvel movies that we have seen already where, where, you know, knowing now that, Oh, so-and-so is actually a scroll. Then when you go back to watch the movie, you can, you know, interpret some elements differently. So I would love for, uh, I would love for the, the, the scroll angle of Captain Marvel to do some, to, to undermine some of the, you know, previous Avengers movies to make you um, go back and watch. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, she, like change the story. It'll be just, it, that would be amazing if they can pull that off. We, I already expect them to do that in infinity war because we've seen some shots from infinity war. We've seen some set photography of um, like Ant-Man back in the battle of New York from Avengers, you know, one yeah. or whatever. So, so we already expect some of this, uh, time displacement stuff to happen, but I would love for the scrolls to just like all of a sudden we realize, oh, there were scrolls here the whole time. You know, maybe right. uh, maybe somebody like Pepper Potts isn't even Pepper Potts. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nuts? Okay. Ooh, or Happy Hogan. Yeah, maybe Happy Hogan was a scroll the whole time. Yeah. So I yeah. want I, I want something crazy to happen. Or maybe Ed Norton's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ed Norton's Hulk shapeshifted into uh, Mark Ruffalo Hulk. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Uh, and, and the scrolls play a big part in the Fantastic Four, so this could lead up to some interesting Fantastic Four plots. Well, it's going to be 2019, 2020 minimum before we see any FF yeah. stuff. But I mean, we, we, there's nothing that says they can't you know, lay the track. All right, let's move on. I want to hit on some, uh, just real quick on a couple of things here. I was very, very super duper, uber excited when I read the headline for this next one. Uh, a live action Avatar, the last bender air, uh, the last airbender series is coming to Netflix. And I cannot get, I can't get the webpage to load right now so I can get into specifics, but Avatar The Last Airbender has to be one of my favorite cartoon slash stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is so, so good. And but didn't we get a live-action film from M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, but the problem, I think, was that everybody... M. Night Shyamalan was not everybody's favorite person at the time. And... He he got so excited about this. I had read to where I had read somewhere where he was watching his kids loved the show and introduced him to it, and he got so infatuated with it that he wanted to make it. It didn't get a lot of positive reviews. I thought it was pretty good, um, but it didn't get a lot of positive review, reviews, and it just kind of fluttered. And it's really just one third of the story, you know. So I'm hoping now maybe if they put this on Netflix. You'll get people like me that watched it initially that are not your typical. I'm not a kid. You know, I'm an adult. Yeah. I have kids that watch well, cartoons. You know, M. Night Shyamalan jokes aside, uh, I did I did love the original um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. I never watched the sequels, but I did I did love Avatar. And I think a, I think a Netflix series could be amazing. Telling the Aang story, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You get, and, you get that long format you know, multiple episodes. Yeah. I hope they learn some lessons from the Marvel um, shows that you don't need 13 episodes to tell six episodes worth of story. You know what right. I mean? Like, like just if you only need six, just do six. Or if you need 10, do 10, but don't stretch it out. Cause 
that's not good. But um, yeah, this could be really cool. I would love to see him uh, on his little kind of uh, stick thing, you know, gliding. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it yeah. also says reimagined live action. So reimagined. Yeah. And that's what uh, PM says in the, uh, in the peanut gallery. He says, <laughs> I, I would rather see a continuation rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. And I can see that. Yeah. Because the second one, with Cora was was really good, and I never finished all of it, but it was really good. So there you go, live action Avatar: The Last Airbender coming to Netflix. Excited about that. I just hope they learn their lesson from Iron Fist and don't try to cast Joffrey from Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's BC Discman. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, man, that poor guy. Look, that guy's a great actor, and you know he's a great actor because you hated his guts. And when a kid died on Game of Thrones, you stood up and cheered. <laughs> That's how much you hated him. That's how good an actor he was. So, but I think he's actually not in acting anymore. So, but, but uh, uh, that poor, that poor guy, that poor guy gets nothing but hate. <laughs> That's true. All right. So uh, the last week and uh, maybe the week before, we talked about uh, Henry Cavill. Yep. Uh, to be Superman. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Dean Kane has volunteered to be Superman. I think oh. we mentioned that on the show. I think somebody mentioned Dean Kane, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, maybe. So, uh, yeah, come on, Dean. Pick up, you know, you can still fit in those tights. Squeeze them on. <laughs> hang that cape. <laughs> did, you, did you watch any of Lois and Clark? Of course I watched Lois and Clark. I <laughs> lived the 90s. And if you liked comics at all, uh, you know, oh, yeah. in the 1990s, well, let me tell you, there weren't a whole lot of choices. <laughs> no. We didn't have much. We had original Flash TV show for two, one season. Not even, not even two seasons. I think it was one season. Uh, and we had Lois and Clark. And that's what we had. So... Of course I watched mm -hmm. it. I loved it. It was great. So Dean Kane volunteering to be I don't see that happening. I don't know, I don't but you know, maybe he's just angling for like, look, yeah. I'll take a job. <laughs> I don't need I to be, know. yeah, I don't need to be the Superman, but I'll take a, a, a job on Superman. Dean Kane being Superman again, it could work out, in my opinion. Plus, Dean Kane's currently Supergirl's dad on the Supergirl show. Oh, that's right. Yes, he is. He's super. He's Supergirl's dad. Uh, but. But does anybody watch Supergirl? No. Uh, no. That's a tough show. You and I knew, but <laughs> that's true. I have watched I have watched the first two three seasons of Supergirl, but you know, it's 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 got heart. It just uh, yeah. I'm not there. It's not it's, Honestly, I, I forgot it. it week. I forgot it existed after a while. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you guys see that there's rumor that uh Warner Brothers might not go forward with Superman at all, but concentrate on Supergirl instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I, I, it, it sure seems like Warner Brothers is signaling the end of the DC extended universe as a as a cohesive whole. It, it appears uh, they've already got Aquaman in the pipe, and they've already got Wonder Woman 1984 in the pipe. But each of those movies, um, basically, is a solo movie. We one Jason Momoa Aquaman. The other with um, uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, reprising the role from the Wonder Woman movie. Neither movie seemed to have crossovers, but it it sure looks like um, DC is is disentangling their um, their extended universe conglomerate, and probably most significantly, finally, just 
dropping the axe on the Snyderverse, you know, like that, that's just going to go. And then and now they still have flash kind of in the pipeline to make, but it's not been made yet. And they have this Joker movie, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, there was photos posted of, of that this week. I think I'm seeing Yeah. And, and a, a big, big thing, uh, revealed, uh, I think it was kind of rumored, but the, uh, photos that were, uh, sent out this week of the new Joker movie in Joaquin Phoenix. Um, they, it said Arthur and the rumor was uh, going around that the Joker's real name was Arthur Fleck. Yeah. So, Arthur Fleck, a, a Fleck. I honestly, I still don't know how to feel about this because part of the attraction to the Joker was the fact that you did not know his origins. And that was part of the attraction of Wolverine. And it seems like Hollywood just, by God, has to tell the story. You know, you can't just leave it up to imagination. You've got to have, and, and I just, I don't know how to feel about it. He's going to do a good job. It might be a great movie, but the fact that the movie had to be made in the first place to tell the origins of the Joker is kind of not sitting real well with me because that was part of his attraction. Yeah, but remember the uh, Keaton and Nicholson Joker also had a backstory, and the way DC dealt with it was that the Joker fakes a lot of his backstories quite often. Right. That was the that was the best part of uh, the the second um, Nolan movie, uh, the Dark Knight. Is it the, was it what was it the mm -hmm. Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Joker every time. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker recounted the story of how he got the scars. His story changed because he wasn't telling the truth at any point. He was always lying. That was always brilliant with Heath Ledger's Joker and with Nolan's um, Dark Knight. And so maybe we'll get some of that. Um, well, I don't know. This is obviously taking place before he's white, you know, before he's yeah. whitewashed and before his hair is green. Um, well, I say, obviously he might be wearing makeup right there. I don't know. But when they posted that photo, the first thing I thought was, is that Javier Bardem? <laughs> is that Shigera <laughs> from old country from no, no country for old men? I mean, he looks like it kind of does. So, so similar to the sugar. So now, um, another story has came out that says that, uh, Brent Cullen is expected to wait, uh, play Thomas Wayne in this Joker movie. Let's get a and, let's get and, a photo and, of Brent Cullen up here. Yeah, Brent is uh, was in Ghost Rider, uh, Person of Interest, Narcos, and um, he was in The Dark Knight Rises uh, as a congressman. And when you see a picture of the guy, uh, Brent Cullen, he, he he's immediately recognizable to me. Yeah, he seems kind of like a uh, kind of generic. You know, doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't it, like kind of a generic face. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, so he's Thomas Wayne. All right. Let's all right. All right. Movie. All right. Since we're talking about DC movies, let's go to these next ones here. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Batman uh -huh. the past couple of shows, and there was this fan art that came out uh, depicting John Hamm on what he would look like as uh -huh. Batman, and it was it it brought up a nice little question. You know, would John Hamm, being as, you know, he's he's a little older, uh, would he make a good Batman, yeah. Bruce Wayne? I mean, we've seen a very good old Batman. I think Affleck's old Batman is pretty good. 
little killy, little murdery. <laughs> you think? Maybe just but, dead. You know, but like, I mean, we've seen old Batman. I think we need to see the definitive 33-year-old Jesus year Batman. I think we need to see that Batman. And John Hamm ain't that. Although I do think that this Boss Logic tweet is pretty funny. Uh, it says, quote, Alfred, hold my drink. I need to do justice things. <laughs> That's pretty That's badass. Great. Yeah, I think no, he, I don't know. He's, he says he's interested in playing the next Batman, and so has Josh Gad. I think we maybe mentioned this last week, but it's uh, there's been a lot more come out on it. Uh, he wants to play Penguin opposite of John Hamm's Batman. And I really think I really think he could do a good job. Huh. I mean, Josh Gad, yes. John Hamm, no. That's where yeah, I Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Him him with another Batman, but I think Josh yeah. Gad would, would do a great job. I think he would blow people away. Oh my god, BC Disman. No 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 Bat Ham. You thought Batfleck had it bad. See? All right, one more DC movie to talk about. I uh, was going to mention this just a minute ago. We'll just mention it real quick. We were talking about the Supergirl movie. Uh, it's rumored to be in the 70s. and mm. Yeah, it's rumored to be in the 70s. And the rumor is that the, the plot of the movie is going to take place on the fact that Kara's pod never was knocked off course and made it to Earth before her famous cousin did. Hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Mm, anybody have opinions? I have one. It's not too good, though. <laughs> I've already seen a Supergirl movie. I've already seen that movie. It, happened, it was like in 1985. And uh, I don't need another one. Yeah, they're just basically uh, they're just basically redoing Superman. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Pass. All right, a couple more here. Uh, we'll talk about um, Karen Gillan has uh, basically confirmed that she's returned for some reshoots for Avengers 4. Through her Instagram or Twitter, she posted some pictures and said something like reshoots rock or something like that. So she's doing some reshoots for that. And uh, back in Marvel, again, um, the, there's been a petition going around since James Gunn was uh, fired that has reached over 400,000 signatures now. This petition to hire rehire James Gunn. I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I wish it would, maybe, but I, I don't. I don't think it's going to make a difference if you got a million on there. Disney's just waiting this out. Yeah, they're just going to wait till the fan, till the till the flame dies. Disney yeah. doesn't care. Disney does not care at all. The the fact is that you know two years is going to pass. Everybody's going to be upset, but then you know if they make another Guardians movie, everybody's still going to go. So yeah, I mean, I I, I wish that things had worked out differently and I'm eager to see what gun does next, but, and I signed the petition. I just don't think, I don't think Disney's going to listen. No, unless maybe there was a petition to say fire Alan Horn. That would be pretty great. Cause maybe we don't want Disney run by somebody that's reactionary to, uh, to, uh, internet Nazis. <laughs> fire Alan Horn. All right, speaking of Disney, um, they have their own streaming service going to start uh, to kind of rival Netflix a little bit. And Netflix has a lot of Disney stuff on there anyway. And it's this new Disney service. There's been some talk that there might have some TV shows based around some of the Marvel characters that do not have a standalone movie. And the two names that came up were... 
Loki and Scarlet Witch. And the two names that went alongside Loki and Scarlet Witch were uh, Tom Hiddleston and um, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. So I've, I've seen mixed reviews on this as well. Some folks saying, you know, uh, this is great. This kind of confirms that Loki's not dead. He's got his own show coming out. Um, read read the in, old Infinity Gauntlet comic book, geez, and quit speculating on what's going to happen in this last movie. Um, <laughs> and some people are saying that they don't like this, that, you know, it's it's too much. You know, we're getting too many of these streaming services, but I don't know if, if yeah. Disney's going to put all this Marvel stuff on their streaming service. I will subscribe to it. <laughs> it's supposed, it's yeah, supposed I, to be about as much as Netflix. You're not going to get me on CBS All Access, but if uh, if there's a if there's one channel that has all of the Marvel movies and all the Marvel cartoons, TV shows, extended stuff, and oh by the way, they're going to make uh, a series of one-off episodes where and I I don't know what their plan is, but this sounds like this really could be cool. Because what if it's a series of episodes, but they're only loosely connected, and one episode is all Loki, and you get an hour of Loki, and the next episode is all Scarlet Witch, and the next episode is all Nick Fury or something like that. Um, you, they, you only have to, yeah, one episode is all Hawkeye. You don't need um, to get. You don't need to get all of the actors to show up. You just need to get them to show up for like one shot. And you don't really have to invest in sets all that much because everybody can do everything in CG. I mean, the sets in CG and the, and the practical sets are probably the most expensive part. I'm going to pause. They, uh, they actually already confirmed those two shows. Kevin Feige's going to helm them. Big budgets, eight episodes per show. Nice. Uh-oh, so they're going to do an eight-episode Loki show and an eight-episode Scarlet Witch show? Yeah, Variety reported on it today, and yeah, Kevin Feige is going to helm them both. Uh, now, if, eight, uh, many, if, if we do an eight-episode Scarlet Witch, we could quite possibly now delve into the mutant aspect of her and... Maybe incorporate some X Men stuff. Maybe eight's too many. Eight is too many. According to according to Variety, the budgets are almost going to be that of an MCU movie. That's great. I think that's great. And and I, I read where somebody was saying, you know, if we put these TV shows with that budget of the movie, does that make the movies less worth it? And I don't think so. This is an overall. I don't think. I think in the grand scheme of things, I know it's all about profit and money and and making a living and and whatnot, but I think in the grand scheme of things, these guys are really trying to tell an overall ultimate story and keep it going in the movie universe. They're comic book fans like we are, and I don't think they're trying to screw us over. No, I don't either, but, but think about this. Right now, we get two Marvel movies a year for the last 10 years. We've got like 21 Marvel movies right now, and they only have to produce two movies a year and sometimes one of those two movies is not very good and specifically i'm saying mm-hmm. this year That's it was true. ant-man and the wasp so instead disney's gonna do eight hours of content or 16 hours of content in one year and the bar the standard's gonna be just as high i don't know i mean i hope so disney has all kinds of resources and money so maybe but i'm 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 a, i think that this could be good, but this I'm I'm feeling a little bit uh, apprehensive. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm excited of, about it. Well, I'm personally excited about it. Look, I, I, I don't it. know about. 
Agents of Shield and ABC and Disney, and that's an, that's been on Netflix for a while. I know somebody asked it back in the chat. I, I'm assuming that Agents of Shield would move over as well. As soon as the streaming service started, I would assume that everything that is Disney on Netflix would vanish from Netflix, if not sooner than that. Yeah, right. Plus, uh, that Variety article also said they're going to do a couple Star Wars TV shows as well. Yeah. They've been working on Star Wars live action for like 20 years. Like that's been an in-development thing forever. Before, I think, before even Star Wars was sold to Disney or Lucasfilm was sold to Disney. Um, I don't know. Look, I mean, the potential for something to be great is there, but the potential for it to not be good is is also there. We'll just have to see how it goes. But, yeah, I'll, sh- I'll turn it on. I'll tune in. I'll fork over my 10 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in Netflix, uh, we think we may know when Daredevil season three is going to premiere and it was probably leaked by a Thailand Netflix tweet, uh, Oops. in Thailand, they, they, they released a, uh, a scene that showed the post credits of the season two finale of Iron Fist. And it gave a brief summary of Matt's monologue followed by a statement that said the series would premiere on Friday, October the 19th. So <laughs> I think that was a oopsie. Uh, that sounds great. I would love to watch ne- uh, Daredevil season three for Halloween. I love Daredevil. It's a great story. I have yet to finish Iron Fist <laughs> before you ask me. Season two. Oh, season one or season two? Season two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like season two. I like it. Uh, th- but this is what I'm talking about. Netflix has you know, almost as much resources available to them. And I don't know, but Daredevil's Daredevil has proven to be a pretty dependable property and a pretty dependable show. So I'm sure it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something to watch. All right. Um, oh, Superburn says Iron Fist was super good. Uh, uh, right, Superburns, did you, um, did you like the first season? Did you like the second season? Did you, which season did you like more? You like season two better. Iron Fist season one was, uh, in my opinion, super weak, but it was watchable. It wasn't like the Inhumans, just pure garbage. Okay, that's actually a fair comment. See, Inhumans is the worst, uh, probably worst superhero show I've ever seen. Yeah, and season two really, in my opinion, bring it back. Iron Fist does what bring it back. Season two is shorter, so they didn't uh, they didn't stretch the story out to match the season. Um, so season two was shorter. So that was good. That helps. Um, <laughs> uh, season two is pretty good. I, I thought, I thought there was some good stuff in Iron Fist. Um, unfortunately the best stuff in Iron Fist season two is the last 15, 20 seconds of the uh, entire season where you get just a hint of spoilers. I'm not going to say what's to come. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. When cable shows up, it was awesome. See? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cable shows up, has a heart attack right away. It's wouldn't it? They're like, Whoa, old man from the future. And then like, he has a stroke died. It was sad. Nobody went to his funeral. Nobody knew who he was. (laughs) I tell you what though, if you thought the inhumans was the worst, then you obviously didn't see Eric Roberts mutant X TV show on Fox. Whoa. You are throwing back to 1999. I think that is a long throwback. I I missed that one. That, That was a pilot for uh wasn't that a pilot for like uh generation x or something like that like that was yeah and it was really bad man i i remember i remember um i remember seeing that in the tv guide 
that's how long ago it was and thinking, oh, I want to see this. This is going to be amazing. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It disappeared. Oh man, there was, uh, there was another kind of mutant show. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about it in the, in the future. We'll, We'll go back and dig up some old, uh, tangential, like X related TV show properties. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on from now. But yeah, that was I love some. Did did you guys? (laughs) Did you guys also see the uh, news out about Netflix dropping the Defender show? Yeah, I was. Oh, well, I was gonna ask. uh, I was gonna ask you, social media folks. uh, It saw I saw where if you liked the Defenders Facebook page, they had rebranded it to what NX. Oh yeah, it, it, it seemed like they rebranded it to like a generic Netflix, yeah, um, Facebook channel. So they might not be doing the Defenders anymore. Well, I think that they're uh, doing that in response to the fact that they know they're going to be losing all the Disney pro- products soon. Very well, could be. That's interesting. That's interesting. They may not be trying to bolster their competition with the Disney streaming service, but uh, but those those properties were not yet intended anyway to uh, to leave Netflix. So yeah, but in that announcement, in that announcement, announcement, Netflix announced a bunch of new superhero shows, and none of them are Marvel. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get any new Marvel licenses. They can only maybe continue to spin off their existing properties and perhaps introduce characters from those existing properties. But yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to be able to get farther out of that, um, of that Defenders wedge. Yeah. So it's too bad they didn't get Moon Knight in before Disney took over. Man, I would (laughs) love, I want a Warren Ellis like Moon Knight, uh, series so bad uh, i want that so it bad that would be, be so good i think there was weren't there rumors of um maybe getting um moon knight in uh in like the daredevil season three i don't know i, I hadn't heard that rumors of that man that would be so good that would be i'm still pulling for you netflix <laughs> <laughs> you could do this all right uh, we're getting close to the end of the show i want to hit, hit on some comic book news here real quick and if you want to get into this some deep discussions on some of these we'll just go through them real quick um uncanny x-men disassembled has debuted or is fixing to debut a new team of mutant horsemen and they haven't released who these people are but there's one in the background who's got wings and he really looks like mimic and mimic has the abilities of all the original x-men oh that's who that is huh yeah so that's that's who my guess is uh the other one there, uh, I, I honestly don't know who the other horseman could possibly be in there, but there's another picture that was released uh, with Beast, and it looks like maybe Speedball and Iceman and Storm, and a very Cable, Nate Gray-esque looking, Messiah-looking character. Um, yeah. He looks like an older Nate Gray is who it looks like. Um, and About 10 years ago, there was a series just called X-Men, and it was right. a young version of Nate uh, of Nate Gray, and he didn't have the techno virus in his body or anything like that. Right. And this looks like a matured an, version of that character. Yeah, he was from. Wasn't he from an alternate universe? Yeah, I mean, they, and it yeah, was it was basically a, a Cyclops and Madeline Pryor's son, Cable, who was never infected, like you said, with the techno organic virus, so he never had to use his 
most of his powers to fend off that virus. So he had become this ultimate super powerful mutant. Yeah, on that four-man shot, um, it definitely looks like Omega Red is uh, the one on the left. And the one on the right kind of looks like the blob, but he's got some, some stuff painted on his face. Okay. All right. I don't Omega know. Omega Red. Who, that does look like Omega Red. I don't know who the old horseman. man is. The old man with the white beard. However, from this angle, it certainly looks like this. The emblem on his shoulders is a shield symbol. Oh, it does look their, like a shield logo. Yeah, their their um, circle kind of bird. So it looks like a shield character, but he's obviously gone Gandalf there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Cable, there is a new X-Force coming out. The original X-Force reunites for a new ongoing series, and they kind of follow along this young Cable who has a different mindset, acts differently. And uh, in the picture, you can see Shatterstar and Deathlock and Domino, and uh, it kind of looks like a matured Boom Boom there, along with uh, Thunderbird and, and Sam Guthrie Speedball, Speedball, Cannonball. So this looks like... Uh, with the exception of Deadlock, this looks like original X Force members here. Yeah, a uh, Feral. Remember, there there was the their girl Feral that was in the original team along with them. But yeah, that's that would be the original team. And so is that I'm, I'm excited about that's that. I, I was lo- I, I loved X Force, so this actually might be one that I go to the store to pick up to to read. Uh, we talked about the Infinity Warps every week. They they're warping characters. And this new one is, I like how they put it, it's equally cute and disturbing. Um, It's the Punisher. And basically what has happened is there's been these kids um, in this world, a group of children has gained powers as their parents were killed in front of them. So they swore allegiance on the world of crime and became the Punisher pack. (laughs) And this is Infinity Warps number two. So this one's going to be on store shelves here coming up soon. <laughs> and there's a, it looks like a can, a female Kang, and there's the uh, the Emma Frost Wolverine that we saw last <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, that's like a Kang Ms. Marvel. So that's like a, a mashup of Kang and Ms. Marvel. Yeah. So this is interesting. I haven't got to read any of these, but I would like to. Yep. Looks, looks pretty fun. All right. Moving on. Um, Let's see, Superman number six. Uh, the only thing I have on it is uh, it's going to change Lois and Clark's lives forever is all they've teased on this. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe she's pregnant, maybe she dies, something's going to happen, but their lives will be changed forever. So DC's trying to shake up some things. Black Panther's Killmonger is uh, set to get his own little mini-series in the Marvel comic books and kind of tell his backstory a little bit. Uh, He kind of got a lot of popularity through Michael B. Jordan's performance. So that looks pretty cool. And a couple of Dark Horse uh, comic news here. Uh, With The Witcher coming to Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Was uh, it Netflix? With with Henry Cavill playing uh, the main character, which I think his name is... Ger- Ger- I can't say his name. Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Gert. <laughs> Geralt. Ger- yeah. Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. Well, the Dark Horse is publishing a new Witcher miniseries. And I think this is in direct correlation with the Netflix series to get you up to date on it. So look for that. And I thought this was cool. Dark Horse is putting out uh, and publishing Anthony Bourdain's final graphic novel. I never knew he did graphic novels. But he was a chef and had the TV shows, 
and he's got this this graphic novel coming out. It's a, like a collection of Japanese horror stories that combines traditional Edo period art and style with the late chef's passion for culinary arts. So it's a horror comic about cooking, huh. <laughs> kind of, I guess. So it, it sounded interesting, and I liked Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He was a cool dude. Yeah, I just had a couple more things to hit on here real quick. Uh, in, in the gaming world, uh, there is a new PlayStation Classic that they are going to be, uh, I think, taking pre-orders on. Uh, so look this up. It is a, it's a PlayStation Classic. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Oh. You can play it again. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I, I was very excited about this. So look for that. Uh, look it up if you're a PlayStation, a console geek. Uh, PlayStation Classic. You're able to get wow. some of those again. Man, that is and, a, that uh, is a throwback you, right there. Dang. Yeah. I had one of those. I think I played Metal Gear Solid. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I put so many hours into Final Fantasy VII, I don't even want to think about it. And uh, in uh, New York Comic Con this year, uh, Funko has revealed some marvelous exclusives. Do you collect any of these? No, I don't really have these collectibles like that. Uh, although I have thought once or twice yeah. about picking up a couple. I might get like I might get one or two from cable. No, I'm not getting cable. Nobody loves cable. Only you oh. love cable. Yes, they do. No, he's awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I might get. I might pick up some sooner or later. But I haven't. Uh, I I have bought some for my wife. I think I bought her some Wonder a Wonder Woman. So I think they're oh, cool. cool. Um, there's actually a Funko Pop um, documentary on Netflix, I think, and that is a fascinating documentary about a fascinating company. Uh, definitely, definitely worth um, definitely worth a watch if you're looking for something to see on Netflix while you wait for Daredevil season three. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, that's all we the we've got today. We have went uh, past our allotted time, but we appreciate everyone joining us. Thank you all for joining in and talking with us tonight and thanks to everyone in the Discord server who posts uh, topics and articles and stuff weekly in there for us to talk about because I do use a lot of those. So thank you. I know BC Discman puts a lot in there and I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head and I apologize, but uh, you know who you are and I'm thanking you all. So if you haven't joined our Discord server, once again, it's discord.gg slash UMCOC. We are all huge uh, Marvel Contest of Champions geeks. Download the game, play the game, come to the server and talk to us. We'll all help you out. And join us on, fr on uh, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock for the Four Color Chat Show. Bye, everybody. Bye.